What's up, Bryce? This is Rick Devon, Survivor Season 38, The Edge of Extinction. My family and I are hunkered down in Georgia. My wife, Becca, is a nurse educator. She's actually one of the many heroes in this thing, still going to work every day. Meanwhile, I'm homeschooling our kids. Jack, who's six, Juliet, who's two. Bryce, you might say, it's a lot. But we are happy. We are grateful. We're sending all our love your way. It's a it's a purple pants podcast. It's the purple pants. It's the purple pants. It's the purple pants podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. Ooh. It's the purple pants podcast. You better listen in public. Might make your stomach hurt. Ooh. It's the purple pants podcast. You're trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the purple pants podcast. You're trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back though. It's the purple pants. It's the purple pants. What's up, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Purple Pants Podcast. I am your host, Bryce Isaiah. I hope everybody is staying home. I hope you are quarantining and chilling. I hope you is getting your work done. I hope them kids ain't driving you up a wall. I hope you got your, I hope you wetting your whistle. I hope the refrigerator is stocked. I hope the toilet paper is on flow. But yes, I'm so happy to be here with you another week and what better time while we are going through this national worldwide pandemic i'm glad to be a voice in your ear i'm glad to uplift your spirits i'm glad to give you a little crazy you know i'm glad to wet my whistle with y'all so yes i'm wetting my whistle today you know here in philadelphia they have officially closed the liquor stores last week so you know my behind it wasn't a pay week but listen i said the light bill or the alcohol now you know the light bill company said they wouldn't shut nobody off during this time of need so i took that light bill light bill money and i went to that liqueur store and got me some tito's so yes so i got some tito's and i got some like really 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 fancy margarita mix that i stole from windows house so don't tell them but yeah so it's not tequila but i think you can like mix vodka with the margarita mix anyway it's like a lemon lime so that's what i'm wetting my whistle to hold on wait mm. Mm. Oh, it's a little more Tito's than the margarita mix. But listen, oh, oh, boost my immune system up to protect me from Rona because, you know, Rona crazy out here. Um, But yes, welcome, welcome, welcome. I literally hope everyone is doing fine. Um, Not so much of a busy week. I am, you know, quarantined home. I'm working from home. So I get my work done rather quickly. So I got a lot of time to myself. So I've just, you know, been chilling, watching some movies, doing some exercises. Not really. Exercise will be from my bedroom to the refrigerator and back and maybe, you know, into the bathroom. But that's about it. And I've really been enjoying this time because so much I feel like my life is always on go. And, you know, sometimes it takes a pandemic for me to sit my little behind down and just cool out and to just take every day in. So I'm like so happy that I have a break, not really a break, but a break. So, again, another jam-packed episode for you guys. You know we stay popping over here. So, the rundown. We've got the church announcements on the menu this week. We've got the Survivor News with baby boy Jack Atkins, Chronicle Son, About Time. I don't know. I guess they took a little break. 
But they wasn't showing no episodes. But finally, we got a new episode. So I'm breaking down the Prodigal Son for you guys. We've got Life After Lockup. And then I have a special, uh, what a segment I have. I've named it Staying Sane While Quarantine. And I got my good friend Desi Williams on that with me. And we just talk about some mental health tips, what we all could do while we are quarantining. We've got the Purple Pants Picks. I've got Advice with Bryce. We got Barb's Message. And we got Freak of the Week. So we not playing i'm churning out these churning rolling rolling i'm rolling these podcasts out for you because listen we need something to get through this crazy time and you know my crazy butt is just what you need so first on the church announcement stay home Stop going out if y'all don't have to go out. If you're not going out for groceries, if you're not going out for medication, if you're not going out for work, you need to be home. Purple Pants Posse, I don't want to see y'all out and about congregating with friends and doing up. Nope, keep it at home. Now, you can go out if you're walking your dog by yourself or if you are going for a run by yourself and you keeping your social distance. Listen, we have to break this curve of Rona. Rona ain't going to take us out, so we have to do our part. So y'all need to keep y'all butt home, okay? And hey, listen, if you want a future, we need to stay home so that there can be a future. So seriously, like, and I, I do know, like here, I believe in the state of Pennsylvania, our governor has limited uh, small gatherings to 10 people or less. So just because we can have small gatherings don't mean we need to be going to see other people because the issue is you go to see somebody, somebody might have saw somebody that had Rona, and then now that small group of people. So listen, we need to limit our contact legitimately i've probably only had contact with the same four people this last week and we've all kind of been in a pact of like we've only seen each other of the four people so that's been my small circle i haven't even seen barb i haven't even seen sunshine so listen let's do our part you do your part i do my part and as a society we can get through this my second church announcement okay i know we quarantine and chilling and we ain't got much to do and we know we coming up with these instagram challenges but listen Stop tagging me in these push-up challenges, okay? I'm not I'm not doing no push-ups, okay? I am eating some hot Cheetos, okay? You know the hot Cheetos go in hot and they come out hot, okay? So listen, I'm eating my hot Cheetos and I'm watching Life After Locker. I ain't doing no push-up challenge. If one more person tag me in a push-up challenge, I'm blocking you, okay? It ain't, I, it ain't no back and forth. You just getting blocked, okay? We ain't playing that. <laughs> but no, seriously, I love them. And actually, like, my little cousin, Rodney, Desi, my other cousin, they didn't tag me in this. So I finally had to break down and do the push-up challenge. Woo! But, baby, I liked it. I like the motivation. Keep motivating uh, these negative Nancys like me to get up and get some exercises while we are quarantined. And on the last church announcement, I just wanted to say... A positive attitude gives you power over circumstances instead of your circumstances having power over you. Come on, church. Somebody say that again. A positive attitude gives you power over your circumstances instead of your circumstances having power over you. We are all in this together. We cannot change what is going on. However, if we are going to let anxiety, we're going to let fear take over, then that's what it's going to be. But if we choose to be positive and think of our glass full of Tito's, okay, not half of Tito's, but if we think of our glass full of some Tito's, we can get through this. We can get through this together. So that's going to conclude this week's church announcements. And let's get into the menu, baby boy.
And we are back this week with our resident reporter, Jack Atkins, for our Survivor News. What's going on, baby boy? What's going on, Bryce? How you doing? I am, you know, trying to hold up, you know, quarantine and chilling. How about yourself? Same here, dude. Like, I mean, the times are tough, but it could always be worse. So just quarantine and chilling myself, trying to get through this and hope it's all done soon, you know? Definitely. Now, before uh, we start our Survivor News, I just felt like it's important to give, you know, some people some updates on like our lives and what's been going on with you. And I know that you have recently shared with me some things and I asked if it would be okay if we could maybe talk on the PPP about some of the developments that are going on in your life. And so I don't sure. know if, if you care to share kind of like what's the situation and going on. I think that, you know, I think it could do a lot of good. No, I'm happy to share. So. Basically, uh, as y'all probably know, I go to the University of Chicago, and um, we recently finished our finals, which were online, and on Tuesday, I was done with my finals, so I caught an early flight to come down to Tempe, Arizona to visit my friend, because that was like the start of my spring break, spring break plan. Um, and then once I get here, I go to my friend's apartment, or not apartment, like his house. He has four other roommates. Uh, and they're all in, like, Fiji at, at uh, Arizona State University. And lo and behold, come the next night, I believe, one of his friends is starting to feel sick. And it turns out that some of their, the brothers in their fraternity who had gone to Spain on a spring break trip and came back early and to cut it short, one of them went straight back home to Hawaii and tested positive for coronavirus. Uh, and so ultimately these other kids... Uh, like in their fraternity tested positive for coronavirus. And one of my friend's roommates had been hanging out with those kids a lot. Uh, that, that very same kid that ended up getting sick. So it was a very good chance that this kid had has coronavirus. And then obviously since my friend Brendan and I were living with him for like two days, well, Brendan for more, me for two days, there's a very good chance that we have coronavirus. So now we shipped it over to my friend's parents' house. His parents are not here. Um, it's like their their vacation home that, uh, in Scottsdale, Arizona. So it's me, my friend Brendan, and his brother Alex. Uh, and shout out to them because they're very big Survivor fans. Uh, they love you, Bryce. But hey. basically, I mean, we we're, we none of us have symptoms so far. And for my friend's roommate that was sick, he's already over it. He, it was like a three-day fever. Uh, and then one of his other roommates is now having some symptoms. But for kids our age, there's always a good chance that we either have, like, minimal symptoms or even we're, we might be asymptomatic. Like, right now, uh, I might still develop symptoms, but right now I'm feeling pretty good. Maybe I have, like, a bit of a headache and a bit of a mild cough, but nothing nothing too noticeable. But I just want to, like, highlight, for one, it's always you always got to quarantine and chill, of course. Two, just for kids our age, if there's listeners out there, I'm sure a lot of you are very healthy you got to make sure you stay inside and do your your due diligence and your public service because even if you aren't feeling symptoms, you could pass those to older people or to infants that could get more sick. And then honestly, I want to highlight kind of the root of the problem was my friend's um, fraternity brother who went straight back to Hawaii. When he tested positive, he didn't tell anyone in his fraternity for like five days. And so wow. those kids that he had been traveling with then who – obviously had corona didn't know and so they went around like hanging out with kids like my friend's roommate and that's kind of like how that shit spreads so you just got to be wise and just be honest with yourself and just do the smart thing uh, and if we all 
as a society, I guess, act appropriately and act wisely, that's going to help the situation so much. Now, take me through your thought process of like when you got this information and I know that you reached out to your parents and your parents were very uh, adamant that you come home um, Mm -hmm. to kind of sort of quarantine with them. And what was that thought process like? Well, so the thought process for me is my mom's out in uh, New Haven, Connecticut. My dad is in Houston, Texas. To me, right now, if I might have coronavirus, and some of my friends' roommates got tested, so we'll know soon whether they have it, and that's going to be a great indication of whether I have it. But for me, it's just like, there's no way I'm going to fly and potentially expose a lot of people to this. So I'm just not going home to Connecticut. Excuse me one sec. Had a burp. Um, (laughs) That's that's the number one symptom of coronavirus. (laughs) 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 But, and then, so my dad... I think my mom was freaking out more than my dad, but my dad offered to like drive to Scottsdale from Houston and pick me up and bring me to him. But to me, it's like, one, I don't want to expose my dad. I don't want to make my dad drive and drive back because that's a really long drive. I don't want to expose my dad to this because he's a very healthy guy, but he's had respiratory issues in the past. Like I know when he was serving in the military a long time ago, he had like tuberculosis. So I don't know how that could play into anything. Um, and then also like, there's a very, very good chance that someone my age and me being a fairly healthy guy that I'm not really going to have symptoms. So I don't really see the problem in me quarantining here, uh, and being able to hang out at at least with my friend and his brother, uh, and quarantine and chill rather than having to like drive all the way to Houston, expose my dad, and then probably not really have symptoms anyways. So to me, it's just smart to like stay put. Um, and then obviously that's kind of what the conclusion I came to with my parents. No, definitely. And you know me, I'm like, you know, mama bear to you. I'm always texting you like, what are you doing? How are you feeling? Are mm-hmm. you drinking? Where are your vitamins? And I think that it's important for parents to know that like if your children possibly have been exposed um, and you've got other children and, and you had issues that maybe the best thing if you are in a safe environment and that you are able to quarantine yourself until, you know, the CDC until we as a society have more information on how yep. best to combat corona i think that you are making uh, a very smart decision and you know i commend you on your bravery to like want to share this uh with everyone because you know like some people the the guy in the fraternity didn't want to mm-hmm. share it out of like social shame and uh but i just think it's super important that we have to be cognitive of our surroundings and the society as to where we are today and so yeah I just and of course yeah and of course a lot of parents want to be with their kids and stuff during this these uh trying times but but also, and like that's that makes total sense. But also, like a lot of my friends too have. My parents are like both fifty, but a lot of my friends, you know, at school and whatnot, have fr- parents who are like sixty and above. And and for us, like it's probably not gonna be a problem. So, and if you if there's any chance like you might have symptoms or like might possibly have coronavirus, I just think it's smart to kind of stay away from some of the older folks that could actually really get sick. So to me, it's just like quarantine and chill with some of my bros, which. You know, sounds kind of stupid, but at a time like this, it's it's both, you know, it keeps us cheerful and uh, it seems like a very safe option. No, definitely. And I think it's also, uh, we should point out to the, the Purple Pants Posse that uh, Jack is a very healthy young man. He's like 6'4". Uh, I spent six a lot of time. <laughs> oh, oh, my, 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 my bad. Well, what's the shoe size? Never mind. Um <laughs> What I just think is important for, I just want to, cause I got a lot of emails and comments like Jack's always coughing. Jack, listen, I've been with Jack before Corona virus in South Africa. Jack is very a nasally congested. Yeah, I get congested a lot. Um, uh, but I don't think that we can dismiss your cough, but I, I just think it's important to just put out there and just to say that 
I just am, again, I just can't commend you enough for you being open and honest and sharing with us about oh, no this doubt. and for you to do the smart thing because we see on the news a lot of these kids that are on spring break that are still traveling, that are going to Florida, that are still going to bars, yep. smoking a hookah, and it's just not a smart thing to no. do. I think the best thing that you can do is what you're doing and being able to share your story because you might be, you know, someone might be listening to this that, you know, maybe in a place that like have been in contact with it yep. and have the opportunity to quarantine and chill, but might still be going out. So I don't no, know. For sure. And let me, this and I just want to point out too, there's definitely a lot of like, I guess, fake news going around about the coronavirus, uh, which, which I would encourage people to like do their research with all of that. But also just like one thing that really stuck out to me uh, about the importance of social distancing is the way that a virus works, like coronavirus, from like a biological standpoint, is that over time it develops to become less lethal um, because obviously as like a virus, it wants to be able to survive in its host. And if it's killing off its host, then it's also going to die. So the importance of like social distancing is that say this, everyone gets this virus, but it takes up maybe like two, three years because we do a good job social distancing. Well, then by the end of the two and the three years, it's going to be a lot less lethal and it's going to kill far fewer people. But if we're going to these like big events or parties or not being conscious of how we might be spreading it and people get it much faster, then it's going to be a lot more deadly and that's going to cost a lot of a lot more lives so definitely well thank you again for sharing and obviously we will keep you posted on the of coverage course. of of jack and how he's doing but i stay in contact with jack probably multiple times a day <laughs> yep. so I, I definitely will report back but on a lighter note uh should we dive get, into this episode let's get the people what they want what you got baby boy i mean this was by far my favorite episode of the season so far uh my friend just came through with some bacon i might have to oh. save this for later um but this was my favorite uh episode of the season so far we had two great tribals a lot going on uh we had maybe one of the best mo- not maybe or maybe not the best move of all time but denise you know with a crazy move um, and let's just I, I, let's just dive into like the two different tribes and the two different tribals. And honestly, congrats to Yara for winning that immunity. But um, let's dive into Sele, the blue tribe. What, what are your thoughts? Wendell got a tough edit this this episode. He definitely got more than a tough edit, and I have a lot to say about that. But uh, you know, they you know. It was a two-tribe elimination. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got the shorter end of the stick. They got back, and we see uh, uh, a side of Wendell that we have never really got to see. We got to see Wendeezy come to our screen. Wendeevil. Uh, and, we- oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, but – and we just we, – we see the development of that, and we see Wendell, you know – First of all, this is winners at war, okay? This ain't no regular season of Survivor. Mm-hmm. It's either you play big or go home. And so mm-hmm. we see Wendell casting his fishnet to see uh, if he could work with poverty, if yeah. he could, you know, do some things. And I don't understand what's wrong with that. I- I'm all here for it. And kudos to poverty for being able to, like, you know, being down um, a situation and trying to, like, maneuver her way best as possible. So I definitely think I, I thought – Parvati's move and how she was trying to play Wendell was absolutely smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, Wendell came out on the side of the votes. Uh, but it was definitely interesting, definitely hard for me to watch yeah. just to see, like, you know, my friend and, and not such a favorable edit. And, sure. you know, mind you, I, I could go on and on and on and I will go on and on and on. But, like, I just want to remind everybody that Survivor is a game. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's a I've game. seen a lot of un- unsavory I, comments online and that's just I, not... It, 
it, yeah. it's a game show. And one thing's for certain, two things for sure. I don't play about Wendell. I don't play about Wendeezy. And I don't play about Wend Evil. So <laughs> if you are upset about how he played, then that's fine. You know, I love poverty too. I might love poverty more than I love Wendell. However, I ain't going to go and be common. If you are disappointed, then it's fine to share your disappointment. Agreed. However, y'all, agreed. These, these death threats, these homophobic comments, these racist comments, save the drama for Corona, not mm-hmm. for over here. Okay. And I listen, I was, I told y'all anytime I see a negative comment, I'm commenting back, but it's just, you know, like I, I really want to say grow up, but we are talking about people with these fake accounts, you know, uh, that are probably like six, six and seven years old. And but in times like these where we need like unity across the, I mean, I guess that's a bigger thing, but like in times where we should be unified right. and where we should be nice to each other people coming on you know you or wendell's page being like i hate you wendell you slayed my favorite you suck like that's just like okay. come on timmy's gonna throw hands with you at school like, i've been doing this all weekend i'm not playing i'm not in daycare and i'm not in school and i'll fight anybody <laughs> i don't play Timmy does not okay. play, dude. You don't talk about his pops Timmy, like that. Don't um, but I do. I, I do play. have a lot of thoughts. You don't talk about I do my have dad. a lot of. Th- oh my god, Timmy! <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I do have a lot of thoughts on what happened with Sele. Um I definitely feel like, and I know you would know more about this than I would, but I definitely feel like there's a lot of layers to what Wendell was doing and how it was shown, or I guess compared to how it was shown. You know, a good part of me thinks that. Yule and Nick might have been in on this as a plan for Wendell to potentially get these fire tokens from her or maybe even to try to get Parvati to feel comfortable and to not play an idol that she may have had. Um, That's just kind of a suspicion of mine. Well, I do too. First I will of all, say, I don't, I mean, I will say, like, I don't know if Wendell ran about, like, I agree that Wendell did a good job. Like, he should be, he, it's smart to survey his options, but at that point, he just wasn't on the same page with Parvati that I think it was a bit ambitious to try to, like, pull, potentially pull one over on his two closest allies. Like, when, and he, he and Parvati had that spot where, like, they just knew they weren't feeling it with each other. So at that point, I think you kind of just got to cut shit. And just kind of cut your losses and stick with your boys and take out Parvati. What do you think? I agree. I, however, the one thing that I disagree with Wendell was during Tribal when him and Poverty had that exchange and then he still showed interest in working with Poverty at that point in time, I would have just shut it down. Like, I would have just been like, Jeff, it's time yeah. to vote. Like, so I just felt like that casted more doubt until, like, agree. You know, his core. Unless there was like a weapon. plan that, that, yeah, unless it was like a plan to steal Parvati's tokens and still vote her out. But I, I, agree and also him saying like i'll stab you from the front i'll stab you from the back like obviously evan's gonna do that but you don't need to vocalize that that just makes you no, look sketchy sure. definitely however at the end of the day what i can say is that yes bitch, he'll stab you from the front and the back that's what he came to do he came to play his winners at war this ain't play-doh this ain't sesame street okay so get get, mm-hmm. get get dirty i'm i'm here for it and for all of you that don't like the new window oh well guess what he's a multifaceted person and how silly would he be to come back for winners at war and play the same type of game that he just won one like yeah you gotta get gully with it okay so i'm here for it now let's switch yeah. to the other tribe because i'm no, that's facts i'm excited bother well let me let me let me talk about parvati real quick because i had some thoughts on her and how she could have played this a little bit better um to me we see a lot of her interacting with wendell and we see that's not really gonna work but to me and she talks to nick but i think she could have done a lot more to persuade nick to come to her side and i know robert and steven talked about this on know-it-alls a little bit but i think parvati you know she had that idol nullifier why doesn't she go to nick and say if you keep me 
Nick, as someone, Nick is someone in the past who's successfully used an idle nullifier, be like, okay, uh, first of all, Parvati did a good job of laying out why Wendell might betray them. That was good. But then on top of that, be like, Nick, if you save me after tribal, I will give you my fire tokens. I'll give you my idle nullifier. I'll give you everything. Like, why not offer that idle nullifier up? So, I, I, and this is where I kind of was with poverty. Uh, my back is against the wall. I obviously know that it's Wendell, Nick, and Yule, and I'm... If I'm poverty, I'm not sure whether or not I can 100% trust Michelle. So I'm going to want to keep every cookie that I have in my cookie jar to myself because I might need to use it. And so I really. But she was like, going home. Like but she. But in her mind, it's poverty. So I feel like she was like, there might be a chance that she can survive this vote. And then she'll have another little cookie in her jar but, to pull but out. But also, I got to I, I gotta disagree with you because even with the idle nullifier, if she survives this vote, she's still in the minority. You don't the idle nullifier is no use to you. I'm just saying I'm keeping all my cookies in the cookie jar and i'm gonna just try to use it as much as possible so i, I mean I no, you're, you're right you're right yeah. mind you, she's on edge of, she's on edge of extinction now so i mean i guess it's you know 2020 quarterbacking you know hindsight quarterbacking but i was kind of sort of with her on that like i'm gonna try to keep everything that i have to myself because i it's self-preservation pres- preservation at this point but to self-preserve you have to give some of those things up i mean I, we can uh, agree okay. to disagree i know okay. what you're saying but okay yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> let's move on over to the call um so here i mean we see that i mean this is an epic downfall of sandra one of the greatest players to ever play uh i mean i guess just to recap it real quick sandra has this immunity idol and this is the last chance she has to play it uh but she's feeling good so she offers up to denise you know give me your fire tokens i'll give you this immunity and then you could vote out tony or jeremy obviously i think denise of those two would pick tony because she was kind of working with jeremy um and then ultimately denise says Look, I don't really have any allegiance to Sandra. I still owe her a fire token, too. So the best move for me would be to vote out Sandra, honestly. And also, if I vote out Sandra, well, no one will know about this exchange unless it's like comes back from the edge of extinction. Uh, and I think that was a great call by um, Denise. I don't think it was – This is a, maybe this is a hot take. I don't think it was a horrible move by Sandra. I think a lot of people – go along with that and just vote out Tony. But I think she was just totally outclassed by Denise. And maybe it was a bad move because she should have realized Denise had that kind of thing up her sleeve. And then also I would say like that's kind of a Kelly Kim move with the idol, but that's really risky in a tribe of five. Whereas if it's like a tribe of nine or something, it's a little bit more worrisome. So I think Sandra was just getting itchy to like make a big move when in reality, if she had really thought about all the things that could go wrong, the risk just wasn't worth the reward. No, definitely. However, what I've been saying this whole time is that this is winners at war. So I'm not mm. mad at Sandra for trying to make that a such a, a huge huge move um I I do question like the 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 tenacity of her like going so hard and I I is it me or I felt like the fire tokens this season or this episode became like toilet paper and Walmart like you know everybody is trying, like, they're, they're, <laughs> yeah. they're just like bequeathing the them left and right yeah right and though I I want to commend Denise because Denise came out like a smooth criminal Okay, she she was doing a moonwalk, baby. For but sure. my thing is like, okay, girl, th- this is definitely going to be your demise, Denise, because I I great that you playing the idol for Jeremy to get his allegiance. But bish, ain't no one vote come for Jeremy, girl. So now you stupid because now now you could have had another idol because now you know the heat is going to be on you next episode. And if obviously we know with the numbers, the merge is coming up soon, and so now that puts a huge target on your back, Denise. And then you're going to realign with Adam if he's still there and. I, I don't know. I just, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the hyenas right I don't, now. I'm not sure. That's a 
good point. I I don't a downfall to me is definitely a strong word, but I guess I hadn't thought about no, the target I, that I might put on her back. But here here's the thing. No. For one, I think I think it was pretty essential to play the idol on Jeremy. I know technically she wasted it, but if this is your big ass move that you're playing to pull on Sandra, then you kind of have to cover all your bases and play an idol on Jeremy just to make sure it works in case they split a vote on a Jeremy. Also, playing this idol True. for Jeremy is gonna kind of give get his loyalty back to you. Maybe if they go to tribal again in a tribe of four, he he still votes for you, but maybe he comes over and is like loyal to you. Um, and then I guess like Denise gets a target on her back for this big move. But I, but I also like no one else knows that Sandra gave her this idol. So to them, it's just like Denise had this idol and just idled out Sandra, which isn't as big of a move. But it is though. We're we're talking about Tony. We're talking about Tony who laid in a, a spy shack for four hours <laughs> yeah. information. Like he is now that is now going to put a. Did you watch Kageon? Like this is now going to put like now. In my opinion, I feel like Denise is going to be enemy number one for Tony, and Tony is not going to rest until Denise is gone for Tony. Yes. I don't know. Denise like could have voted Tony out. I, I, but I mean, but but in Tony's like thought theory, like Denise, I mean Tony, Sandra, they're all one and the same. They're big targets. So the more and more these big targets go out, the more and more the target goes on to Tony. So now that you have somebody like Denise that is out here sniping them out, like I, I, in my true. opinion, I feel like he's Maybe, going yeah. to make her enemy number one. That and I feel true. like it's more reason, more reason for Jeremy to want to get Denise out because now Denise has pulled off this big move. She is now a huge player, and now she has now become a shield for Jeremy. And so, at any given time that her name comes up and he doesn't have anything against the wall, he'll be more readily to get rid of her. But Jeremy likes his shields, though. But maybe he's worried Denise will come for his shields. But now Denise could be a shield. But I will say, going back to Sandra's decision making, like I don't mind her taking a risk and stuff. Like obviously, winners at war, you gotta play big, but. Do you got to find the balance between playing big and playing smart? Like, obviously, as viewers, we love playing big. But to me, like, at, and, and on the like ground zero of Sandra's decision making, I don't think she should have wanted Denise to be in over Tony. Like, she felt that Tony was going to betray her. I think Tony realizes he needs other big targets in this game or else he's going to be target number one. And that's all we've heard from Tony. Tony wants these targets in. He knows he needs these targets or else he's going to be the only target. Why Why keep Denise over Tony and give up your safety for the round? It just no, doesn't make sure. sense to and me. I also, I, I also just feel like in a game like this where, like, you know, I'm encouraging Wendell to change his game theory and become a different person. For somebody like Sandra, girl, don't change your game theory. Go where the votes go. Yeah. Don't try to rock the boat as so soon. So that's the part where I I am like, yeah, exactly. what are you doing? Yeah. yeah, with her strategy, to me, it's like if you get to the merge and you have Jeremy, Tony, Kim, um, and like other big target like Yule, uh, Wendell, like other targets, that that's when Sandra's strategy of like anybody but me is going to thrive, in my opinion. When you get to the merge and you've gotten rid of Tony and you kept, I mean, now Denise has a target because of that. But if you get to the merge with like these, if her plan went according, if Sandra's plan went accordingly, you have like Denise and Michelle and Ben and Adam. They're all gonna know you're that big ass target, and that's gonna hurt your anybody but me gameplay because you've won twice. You're gonna be in deep trouble. The only way you're getting to the end, Sandra. I mean, now you probably aren't, but the only way, you, the best chance I saw for her is to have all these targets go at each other, and then she executes that anybody but me strategy, and then maybe gets lucky towards the end and gets into the final three. Definitely. I mean, I guess now the big question is, who's going to sit on the Sandra bench? I don't know. I mean, well, no one. It's just Sandra, because now, <laughs> now it's 4-4-4. Four, four, four. 
they, they're going to have another immunity. Nobody's going to sit out, obviously, because it's equal, and then they're probably going to merge. So, I mean, maybe Sandra sits out of the Edge of Extinction Challenge, gets back to the bench. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's, how, that's how you know you a queen when you get taken out the game and you take the bench with yeah. you. Yeah. Sandra and Wendell should have had a closer alliance because Sandra likes the bench. Wendell probably built the bench. I don't know. But <laughs> that's a custom order for Beeb coming in right now, the Sandra bench. <laughs> Uh, that was funny but yes this makes me extremely excited for next week's episode it makes my twitter fingers Mm -hmm. ready you come for Wendell you come for me and it's game on and when I was commenting back on some of these people they were like Bryce you should know better they're kids I don't care you come for Wendell if you a kid or not okay you get you get (laughs) you get in it you gotta learn at some point you gotta learn at some point these kids gotta learn at some point man listen they gotta learn at some point and listen I'm about to be the teacher but nevertheless a great episode (laughs) great episode the professor any last any last thoughts before we wrap this up baby boy uh i mean nothing major everyone stays safe and and with this season like we said the oven has been preheating now it feels like the fucking pizza is in and we're cooking up and this the rest of the season is gonna be a blast i think so I'm excited. Oh, I'm real excited. Me too. Well, we will check back in with you, Jack, next week. Please stay safe. Please stay quarantined and chill. Please drink plenty of water. Please mm-hmm. drink vitamins, baby boy. Please stay in the house. Of course. As with you, as with everyone else. Hope everyone has a good quarantine and chill. Thank you so much, Bryce. And it's been a while since we've had our prodigal son. They went on a little hiatus. The, the prodigal son was quarantining and chilling. And I had no idea. But the prodigal son is back. And I'm so excited because I see all of the t- tweets when i first started talking about prodigal son it wasn't a lot of tweets and now i'll be seeing a lot of people like what's the prodigal son but we are back with this new episode and bay bay it is a great one the ending of this episode whoo chile had baby boy going through it so the episode starts off with malcolm and his mom going to the jail to see his dad his dad has survived the wound of malcolm stabbing him in the heart now we know jessica whitley could possibly be going to jail for this so they go to the jail or it's not even a jail they go to the psychiatric hospital to basically get everyone's story together so malcolm and his mom uh pose to his dad you know the surgeon killer that like malcolm did not stab his dad that Jessica stabbed him and so the dad is like well i i I don't know if i can do that i don't i don't know and so jessica whitley who was married to him is over it like oh let let him die that's my girl so malcolm's dad decides well i'll go along with the lie if you baby boy malcolm will start visiting me more and so malcolm's like okay i'll visit you once a week and the dad's like no how about you visit me every 10 days so they get that lie together because we don't want jessica to go into jail and jessica and malcolm go home and they're celebrating that you know hopefully jessica won't go to jail then we talk about i don't know if y'all remember when malcolm had that date that little girlfriend she was like the lawyer girl for uh jessica whitley malcolm went on a date with her the date went good it looked like they had a little sex um and after that malcolm didn't strap himself into the bed he like fell asleep on the couch and he woke up in one of his night terrors and he had a knife and he was like flailing it around and almost stabbed her and since then he has not talked to her so the mom's been in contact with her and kind of was like, you know, Malcolm's been asking about you. And so Malcolm reached out to her. She wasn't really showing baby boy no love. Cause listen, I mean, I didn't have some bad one night stands, but I ain't never wake up with nobody swinging a knife at me. Whew. I don't know if that would turn me on or I, you know what? Different podcasts for a different day. So Jessica calls the girl and Malcolm is on the phone and they essentially set up a date. 
So this is important to remember because Bay Bay, this ended or this episode was whoo. So Malcolm and her, I'm gonna just give you this rundown real quick. So Malcolm and her go on a date. She's basically like, well, what, what happened? Tell me about why you was acting so crazy. And Malcolm is being a little hesitant. Um, however, she's like, well, I thought you invited me here so that, listen, cause okay, there was quarantine and chilling. It wasn't a date date. They was at the house. So she's like, I thought you were ready to talk. So basically Malcolm explains to her that he has night terrors about the girl in the box. And that he saw her that night and that's what he was kind of freaking out about. And so they were able to have a bond over that. Immediately after that, you know, Lieutenant A-Roy uh, called Malcolm. And the case that they are working on this episode is that there is a gang, a motorcycle gang that robbed a watch shop. They drove in on the motorcycles, psh, smashed all the windows, took all the watches, and then someone got killed. So when Malcolm comes in to do his thing, you know, he assesses the crime scene. He notices that, like, the way that this woman was killed, it seemed like the the killer got something out of it. They noticed that she was turned over, so the killer wanted to look at her eyes to see, like, that, you know, I killed you. And so Malcolm is saying, like, this is an adrenaline killer. Like, this killer is obviously new to this. However, they are getting off on killing this person, and they don't believe that the rest of the gang was in on it. So now they have to worry about this killer, who more than likely will continue to kill again. So then there's this new character that is introduced this episode is one of Malcolm's friends that he went to school with he is an insurance adjuster for the watches and so his job is to try to get the watches back uh, so that the insurance company does not have to pay 20 million dollars so Malcolm and him were friends back in the day uh, at school they sat at they were the lunch table boys hey who sat at the lunch table by themselves hey when I was in ninth grade I switched to a new school and for like for the first month and a half I did eat at the lunch table by myself so I'm a part of the lunch table crew boys so malcolm and this kid were also really close because malcolm's dad was obviously the surgeon killer and this kid also his dad went to jail uh, for selling cocaine so they had a falling out malcolm couldn't really remember why the falling out was but this new character we don't really like him he's very like smug and very like malcolm good to see you so throughout all of this uh he essentially becomes onto the case to kind of sort of help them however you know danny don't trust him lieutenant aroy don't trust him because he's just so like Ugh. so they're back at the nypd's office you know kind of game planning and he pops up again because he's got new information uh he works abroad as well too and in europe they had a a, uh, a, a heist of watches like this as well however none of the connections kind of connect to the u.s so of course everybody's like well what does this information have to do with us what you telling us this for so but he what he says is that they do know of an american gang that was in europe that was essentially studying them and they believe that it could be them in the middle of all of this, a new crime happens where I believe it's a bank. I was wetting the whistle because, you know, I'm quarantined and chilling and I don't do much but wet the whistle and eat. So I believe it was a bank or something. So another robbery happened. The team mobilizes, has right there, and they believe that the killers or the gang is still there because, you know, there's like this, everybody stay down, get down, anybody moves, we're going to shoot you. So, you know, the SWAT team come in. Of course, you know, Malcolm, AJ, Lieutenant Aroy, and the other detective are there. Then they soon find out that the killer's had a recording playing that so that people would think that they were still there. However, they find a new... Uh, they find a new body, a girl who looks very similar to the other girl that was shot directly in the head, curly black hair. Um, and they're like, we got another victim. And so when AJ is down there, like, you know, assessing the scene, the victim wakes up like, oh, what the, what, you get shot in the head and you wake up, baby. 
so they rush her to the hospital. So Malcolm um, is meeting with his dad uh, when all of this kind of comes about. And Malcolm is talking to his dad about the friend. And basically, Malcolm's dad is saying, like, oh, I remember him. And, you know, saying as to why they had a falling out. Malcolm believes maybe the dad has something to do with their falling out. But that storyline doesn't really have much to do with it. So Malcolm goes to the hospital and they are watching the surgery of the girl happen. And they are the type of surgery that she's having, a cranial surgery. She has to be awake for it. So Malcolm's like, can we get in there? And uh, Lieutenant Aroy is like, nobody will let us in there. And then Malcolm's friend, the insurance adjuster, he pops up. Um, and because he obviously, you know, he wants to question the witness as well, too. So they're not allowed to get in there. However, you know, Malcolm's dad, uh, Martin Whitley, used to be a surgeon. So he's got a lot of surgeon friends. So Malcolm calls his dad and his dad is like, oh, I know the surgeon. You know, he used to cheat on his wife a lot. And I used to have to, uh, you know, make up lies for his wife. So Malcolm uses that information to be able to get the surgeon to allow him and his friend from high school. I don't remember the friend name because, you know, I was wetting the whistle. They allow him to go into the surgery. So they're talking to the girl. First of all, can you imagine you get shot in the head? Now you got to be in a surgery to have your open brain surgery and you got to be awake. And then the police come in to to question you. <sighs> so anyway, Malcolm doesn't really get any information from the girl. However, they she does describe some of the people to them. One of the guys got a tattoo on his arm. So after they leave that information, Malcolm is very leery of this friend from the past. And they don't, he doesn't believe that he can trust him. Um, because after when they were the, the table boys, after his dad, not Malcolm's dad, cause we know Malcolm's dad's still in jail. After the friend's dad got out of jail, he started making new friends and basically left our baby boy in the dust. So Malcolm doesn't believe him. So Malcolm confronts him and saying like, I think you know more information than you do. But I don't trust you. So long behold, Malcolm was right. The he, the friends, basically had got more information. And because the issue is, is like they've got twenty million dollars worth of watches. Obviously, if you're stealing watches, you're gonna want to sell them to get the money. So he has connections to people on the black market. So obviously, at some point in time, somebody gonna try to sell these watches. So it happened. Somebody's trying to sell these watches. So he got it in. So he is going to try to make contact with them to get the watches, make a transaction, but it's going to be a fraudulent transaction transaction so they can get the watches back so ultimately the insurance company does not have to pay the 20 million dollars back so malcolm is on to him but you don't really know so lieutenant aroy basically tells malcolm we got the t your friend he going to meet them Mal they're like do you know where he would want to meet them for this transaction so malcolm's like i think i would have an idea so malcolm goes of course you know malcolm going by himself now this also happened when he was in the middle of the date with the girl remember i said he got a phone call this is the phone call that uh gill lieutenant aroy basically was like uh the drop is happening we just don't know where so then malcolm gave the information malcolm arrived first he gets in the car with the friend and the friend's like what are you doing here and malcolm's like I knew you was lying. And he's like, you know, the team's on their way. However, the gang arrives first. And so he's like, you got to go, Malcolm. And of course, you know, baby boy Malcolm, he loved the action. So Malcolm, the gang arrives. They're like, who's this guy? And Malcolm's like, I'm the appraiser. So they blindfold them. No, they don't blindfold them. They put a hood on them. They put a hood on them, take them to this warehouse. So Malcolm starts appraising the, the, the merchandise. Malcolm tells his friend to try to barter with him, try to go back and forth. So Malcolm has time to assess all 
of these uh the gang members so he can figure out who is the killer that has been killing these people and getting off on it and essentially going to be killing them more so malcolm starts kind of sort of questioning all these people he's kind of sort of figuring out there's one guy he starts questioning the guy boom, just bop malcolm in the head and so at that time malcolm's friend comes back with the 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 leader of the gang like we just got to do we just got to do and then guys like what what's going on and so the guy that bopped malcolm on the head he like he's a police officer whoo bang bang malcolm you better get out of there so malcolm explains to him that he's not necessarily a, a police officer however he does consult with the police and so everyone is at edge and malcolm is, starts explaining to them that there's a killer among you guys you guys just aren't robberies and so he starts kind of like analyzing every one of them and then he asks one of the young ladies to take off her head she takes off her not her not her head takes off her hat she's got curly hair like the other victims and so malcolm there's this other guy who malcolm believes is in love with her so he kind of lays out his idea like how long have you been in love with her so then everybody starts getting a gun out because malcolm has now identified the killer Woo, baby hold on let me let me wet the whistle so oh sorry mm. after he's identified the killer this gang has been working together for like five years so they're like a family they're like how could you so everyone's got guns pointed at each other so Malcolm is like, it's a shame because no one has to die, but somebody gonna have to shoot somebody. So bang, 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 bang. The gun goes off. Everybody's on the ground. So I guess everybody got shot. Through all of the chaos, Malcolm was tied up to a chair, hit his head on a chair. And you know, you know, when Malcolm kind of goes to, he had another illusion of his dad kind of coming to. And his dad was like basically saying some stuff to him. But essentially what his dad was saying was like, you need to get out of there because everybody ain't dead. So, before that, though, okay, back, follow me, follow me, Purple Pants Posse. We on quarantine and chill. Everybody stay home. So, you know, the baby boy wetness was a little bit. So, I'm getting, I'm, you know, going back and forth. But, so, before everybody pulled their guns out and when Malcolm had said that he was a consultant for the police, he said that y'all still want y'all money for these watches so let my friend go so the friend they essentially let the friend go the friend didn't want to go but before the friend went malcolm was like you know malcolm kind of staged this fight with the friend like you know you're just like your dad and the friend's like are you really about to do this we really about to fight he's like just go back to the docks and be just like your dad obviously i picked up on it that was kind of sort of like cold word for like just go back to the docks so when the friend got back to the docks lieutenant aroy and uh aj was in the car so they seen them drop the friend off, the friend got the suitcases getting ready to go to his car, but before he went to the car, whack, he whacked the guy over the head. Yes, okay, for tying me up. And then he gets in his car and drives off. So now Lieutenant Aroy and AJ is like, what's going on? So we just see them disappearing. So now, resume to when everybody shot each other and Malcolm is now having this premonition, ooh, not the purple pants premonition, but a premonition of his dad. And the dad is basically telling him, get up, because they're not all dead. <clears throat> so Malcolm kind of sort of gets up. The one killer that malcolm identified he is one of the people that gets alive and then the girl that he's in love with so they're kind of exchanging words back and forth malcolm's like you don't have to do this then all of a sudden vroom 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 the friend with the ferrari comes in runs the person over and kills the guy with the gun and him and malcolm are like yes and he's like malcolm i got what you were saying because i guess how will we know this but when the dad's when the guy's dad got arrested, he ran over the police with his car. So that what that's what Malcolm was signaling to him. 
Now, the team comes in. Malcolm and his best friend have now reunited. The team looking at them like they're crazy. So that, you know, case over. But baby, now let's get back to the juicy part. You know, the girlfriend that I was telling y'all about. Okay, listen up. Purple Pants Posse, listen up. What's your whistle if you're listening? So... She arrives to Malcolm's mom's house with flowers. And, you know, she's like, thank you for reconnecting Malcolm and I again. And, you know, Jessica Whitley is like, oh, my God, thank you so much. I'm so happy. You know, Malcolm, you know, he needs love. And so she tells Jessica that Malcolm told me about the girl in the box. And I forget what this girl do. She is like an investigator. She's like a lawyer. But she says to Jessica, like, you know what I do for a living. Why didn't you tell me? Because I can help you. And Jessica's like, you know what? You're so right. Let me go put these flowers in water and we will be able to talk. So as Jessica goes to put these flowers in water, let me wet the whistle, y'all. Okay. Mm. The girl, she... Open the door to the basement. First of all, why are you in the basement? You don't live here. She opened the door to the basement. And she's in the basement, which we know is uh, the surgeon killer where that was like his playground of this house. And so she's rooting through the basement and she sees the box, you know, the box of where Malcolm saw this girl. But nobody knows where. And, you know, Jessica Whitley is now on a hunt to find this girl because if she can find this girl, she can actually get charges put against, you know, her husband and get him put away. And that way he will be out of the family's life forever. So the girl finds the box. It's under. First of all, girl, have you been in this basement before? Like, how do you know what you're looking for? So she finds the box, which is kind of like scary. I'm like, what's going on? And so she opens the box and uh, gets emotional, at, which is weird. Like, you know, she's like, <sighs> and then she starts to see something, but we can't see what she sees. Then the girl takes her shoes off and climbs into the box. And that's how the episode ends. And so it leads me to believe, like, number one, are you the girl in the box? Could you be the daughter of the girl in the box? But obviously, we now know that this girl who is, like, was Malcolm's love interest, now this hoe got an ulterior modem. And if you playing with Malcolm, you playing with me. Just like I don't play with Wendell, I don't play with Malcolm. Don't be playing with my baby boy Malcolm. What is your ulterior motive? Because now we need to know. And, of course, you know, on the episodes, you're like, you don't want to miss it. Yeah, we don't want to miss it. The Purple Pants Posse, we in this. So, ooh, trying to tell y'all, Monday night, this Monday, Fox Network, 9 o'clock. And I know y'all ain't got nothing to do because we on quarantine and chill, okay? So, stay tuned. Prodigal son, I'm trying to tell y'all, it's good. All right, and we're going to keep this menu rolling, 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 rolling into life after lockup. Come on, posse, rolling, rolling. Okay, all right, all right, okay, baby. I don't know. Sounded better in my head. Sounded better in my head. Let me wet the whistle. Oh. Mm. So, season finale of Life After Lockup, kind of sad, but. Proud to say here on the Purple Pants Podcast, we covered the whole season of Life After Lockup. So let me give you these rundowns. Andrea and Lamar. Lamar was a former ex-con from L.A. Andrea in Utah. You know, she's got three children. We discovered this season that her youngest daughter, Priscilla, was, uh, you know, conceived in the closet in jail. She paid a guard $20 and boom, 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 boom. They was getting busy. They was rolling. <laughs> rolling. Okay. Rolling in the closet. Boom, boom, boom. But anyway, so Andrea and Lamar have been, a, have been having a very hard time this season. 
Andrea wants Lamar to move to Utah. Lamar wants Andrea and the children to come back. They've just been fighting. You know, she found condoms in the pocket. He says it was his brother's. She don't believe him. They haven't been intimate since he's came back to Utah. But Andrea took him to a mountain. One of her favorite mountains. She didn't push him over the edge. But they came to this agreement that they really want to work on the same page. And they feel like the only way for them to be on the same page is if they are under one household. And Andrea is saying that she is willing to take a family vote. And wherever the family wants to move or wherever the votes go to, uh, she is willing to move. Lamar is saying he's willing to stay in Utah if that's what it is. So they get back home. They order a pizza and they basically tell the children that, you know, they're on the same page and they really want everyone to uh, have the vote. Uh, so Andrea's daughter is like, well, I'm scared to say what I'm want- like, you know, if I tell you out loud that I want to go to L.A., you might freak out on me. So listen. They decide to act, they decide to call Jeff Probst and they do it survivor style. They all write down what they want to do and they put it in the urn and Andrea becomes Jeff Probst. Um, and everyone votes and you know, it was, uh, you not, not unanimous, but three votes to LA, two votes to Utah. So they, Andrea is very upset. She's like, I don't want to, it's not safe, but she goes with the flow and she is willing to move to LA. Um, she says that, you know, she's willing to give it a try for a year, but she makes this, uh, a testament that if she moves to LA for a year, nine months out of that year, she wants to be pregnant. So, you know. Good luck to you, Andrea and Lamar, and your three children. Hopefully, when we report back another uh, maybe a couple of months from now, you might be pregnant. So, baby, let's get to Angela and Tony. Oh my God, Bryce! Angela, oh my God, is the word. I don't even want you to report the news on this because this is just crazy. Well, Angela, this is what you signed up for here at the Purple Pants Posse. I took an oath to report the news. Oh God, Bryce, just go ahead. So listen, so, you know, I love me some Lacey, you know, and Shane and John, but Angie and Tony, baby, they took the cake this season. So last we talked about Angie was, you know, she's getting married. Tony had a bachelorette party with his best man, Andre, that he met in jail. You know, Tommy, who was in love with Angie, was there uh, and Tony was getting a lap dance. He called Angie. Angie pulled up and was like, get out. Let's go. So she drags him out of the strip club. So this episode starts. You know, Angie's knocking on the hotel door. Let me in. Let me in. And Tony lets her in. And Tony hides under the covers because it's their wedding day. And he doesn't, you know, want it. he's superstitious. And, you know, he, he wants a prosperous wedding or prosperous marriage life. So Angie essentially just... Um, what does she do? She apologizes for her behavior at the strip club last night. She really loves Tony, wants Tony to work for work. She really wants their relationship to work out. So Angie leaves. Andre comes in and Tony and Andre start getting dressed. Tony got on this white suit that don't fit in black shoes. He's wearing a yellow tie with black shoes. A white suit, yellow tie, and black shoes. Whoo, Chile. And his best man, Andre, is wearing a doo-doo brown suit. Where? The, the, what, what? 
So I just want y'all to imagine that. So anyway, back at Angie's bungalow, you know, her sister Donna Faye uh, comes in. You know, got she got the champagne. Angie's getting her makeup done. And Angie, Donna Faye seems excited, but Donna Faye is like, I don't know why you going through with this. You stupid. You only going to get your heart broke. You already know what type of guy he is. I don't know why you want to do this. And Angie's like, I mean, I'm already committed. You know, it's the day of the wedding. Donna Faye is like, it's not too late, girl. And Angie's like, it's too late. So... She's getting married. You know, Tommy shows up to the wedding. Um, and so, you know, I am honest, Purple Pants Posse. Um, so Angie gets stressed. Mind you, first of all, we meet Angie's son named Cody. Okay, first of all, Cody don't look that bad looking. Okay, you know what? Hey, Cody. Um, so Cody walks her down the aisle. But here is what I will say, because as hard as I am, hold away, let me wet the whistle. Mm. As hard as I am on Angie, um, she looked it nice. Oh my, really, Bryce? Angie, you looked it nice. Oh my God, thank you, Bryce. That really means the world. All things considered, Angie looked it nice. Her makeup looked it nice. Her hair looked it nice. I don't know about the dress, but she looked it nice. And even the ceremony, I, I'm not, listen, y'all know me. I am, you know, I'm very hard on my girl, Angie, but it looked it really nice. So her son Cody walks her down the aisle. You know, they say her vows. They're like, you know, anybody, you, uh, if I don't know what, what they say at the wedding, like somebody you don't think this should happen and speak up now. And of course, everybody looks at Tommy and Tommy doesn't say anything. And they get married. They have a reception. Um, and on the, the cake topper is actually somebody in jail and a bride mm, tacky. So, you know, happily ever after. And so, you know, everyone gets a confessional on this show. So, you know, uh, the next confessional we see is Angie. And, you know, the producers are asking Angie questions. And they start the confessional off with 48 hours from the, the wedding. And the producer is asking Angie some questions, but she's like digging in her phone. They're like, Angie, do you want to like answer these questions? And she's like, I got to handle this real quick. And so we learn that, you know, so they got married two days ago. And since they got married, Tony had been acting funny. So before Tony went to work, Angie took that good old SIM card out the phone, put the SIM card in her phone. And Tony talking to the prostitutes again. Tony having relationships. With the prostitute. So Tony called her while they're like in this interview. And she's like, oh, I can't believe you are doing this. And Tony's like, why would you go through my phone? And Angie's like, it's not about the phone. So, whoo, all of that. So, like three hours later, that, that confessional happens when it was light out. Uh, three hours later, it's a little dark out. Angie comes back with like a plastic bag. She slams it on the kitchen table that's in her trailer next to the stove. Um, and she lights up her Marlboro cigarette. And it looked like she went to Walmart and got a doorknob because she is changing the locks on the trailer. And she is done with Tony. And that's really kind of like the end of it. So they're still married and they're like separated at this point. Well, girl, you should have listened to Donna Faye and you should have listened to Tony. So I don't, I, I don't feel bad for Angie. You are marrying a man that is cheating on you with prostitutes and a girl. Listen. All the best of luck to you, Angie, girl. I'm a fan of yours, so I, I wish you well. Now, let's get into my girl, Lacey, Shane, and John. Lacey. 
So, y'all know Lacey, you know, then hooked back up with John. They trying to kick Shane out the house. Now, last we left off, you know, Lacey came home. Shane was sitting on the bed playing video games, and Lacey was acting normal. Then she was like, you need to go. You need to go. She picks this fight. She tells Shane to go. Then she runs outside. Then she runs outside to John. And, whoo, Shane is like, oh, I can't believe this. And so when Shane sees John, Shane go back in the house. And John is like, don't run. Don't run. And then Shane, like, goes into the bedroom. And, baby, John and Lacey are in the bedroom. And Shane is like, Big Daddy's here. So it's time to go. Now, if I was Shane, I would just, I first of all, I just can't even believe that Lacey has John in her new house. First of all, all the ish that John done did to you. And, yes, Shane might have cheated on you, Lacey. But he told you about it. And he's, whoops, ugh. So, the whole time John is antagonizing Shane, he's like, you don't even have a suitcase. And yes, Shane is packing his belongings up with the cheap, like, plastic bags. Not even, like, the plastic bags that got to stretch in them. Just the old, cheap, kind of almost clear packs of bags and a clear container. And so, they're like, uh, Shane is definitely antagonizing him. But... All of a sudden, like, you know, Shane is like, I don't want to fight him because I don't want to go back to jail. Uh, but they like all of a sudden, I feel like we are like a porno because Shane's like, I'll show you who the big boy is. And then John's like, I'm the big boy. Shane's like, OK, big boy. I'm like, what in the what in the Lacey's f- uh, fans only page is going on here? So I. Really felt bad for Shane because then, you know, the security guards kind of came in. They were starting to fight, but they didn't really fight. And then so Lacey is in her kitchen, like, kissing John while Shane is in the bedroom packing his trash bags. My heart then broke for baby boy Shane. Um, and so then we just see Shane sitting out. He got his three trash bags and this clear container. He's like, I, I, I guess I'm going to go to a hotel tonight. Uh, I really love Lacey and I understand I put her through a lot. Uh, but maybe I'm just stupid for loving about her. And that's really it. And so we learn at the end of the episode that Lacey and Shane are still married. and But they are living separately. But I mean, Instagram says different because, you know, I follow Shane and Lacey on Instagram. They are a friend of the show and they seem to be back together but I'm assuming when this filmed so that's that so uh, Clint and Tracy another one so Clint and Tracy crazy 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 so we know they got arrested. She won $5,000 bond. She went missing for two days. Clint went to his mom's house. His mom, Alice, didn't want him to be with Tracy no more. Tracy called, said he was home. He left to go back home. They got into this big fight. We learned that Tracy had a miscarriage. Tracy does not want to go to rehab. End of the episode. I'm about to say Clint. Yes, Clint and Tracy, they make up. The start of this episode, Tracy agrees to go to rehab. So they are preparing to go to rehab. But this is the thing that kind of like sort of like bothered me was that like you know clint was like yeah tracy decided to go to rehab all on her own um she ain't really decided to go on rehab on her own she's facing prison time so she is and she just went on a drug binge for two days and she just so so i don't want to sound insensitive because i do understand you know the cycle of addiction and you know there are relapse but i mean i'm just saying with tracy it just seems like a lot but so Tracy is willing to go to rehab. They have to drive to Texas. It's about eight hours on their way driving down. 
Clint's mom calls Alice and you know Alice hates Tracy but listen Alice is like Barb you know she wishes Tracy well she wants the best for Tracy and that's like you know really well so we see them driving they finally get there Tracy gets into the facility we see Clint crying and as like they are doing like the the intake process the cameras aren't there obviously for HIPAA reasons um, but the cameras are like kind of you can see Tra- you can see Clint and Tracy then they flash on the screen that 25 hours later Tracy left the rehab See, this is what I'm talking about, Tracy. But at the end of the episode, they did provide us an update that a couple of days later, Tracy went back and completed a 45 days of the program. So congratulations to you, Tracy. Fingers crossed that we will see you next season and that you are well and maybe that you might be an Andrea can be with child. Now, to end it all off, we got the Megan, Michael, Sarah, and I guess we got to add Maria, Maria. You don't have to do that, Bryce. You can just say my name, Maria, like you say for Sarah and uh, Megan. Oh, oh, Maria, you don't got to get spicy with me. No, Bryce, because I don't like that because it seems like you like Megan and Sarah more than you like me. So you can just say my name. You don't got to say Maria like that, okay? Okay, I'm sorry, Maria. Yes, Bryce, get it together. Okay, well, listen, I am team. I don't even know who I am team because they just a mess. But I guess I'll be team Megan out of anybody. So, you know, Michael, that big old fight with Sarah and Maria. Then, you know, it was his last day in New York. He didn't see the kids. So him and Maria just left. So all of a sudden, this the they open up with Megan in the studio. And Megan got some bars. She like, they tried to call me a home record. Wait, wait, let me get, oh, wait, let me go at the whistle. Because, listen, these are actually her bars hold on Mm. Mm. they call me a home wrecker i turned it to a whole cracker not cracker chaser or checker checker hold on they call me a home wrecker turned me to a whole checker wait i gotta get it right hold on me 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 they call me a home wrecker, turned me to a whole checker. Okay, okay, Megan. So Megan's in the studio, and Michael comes to see Megan. And you know, I guess you know. Well, first of all, kudos to Megan to be the only one on this show to try to like springboard her career. Okay. I'm going to have to try to look up Megan on the Instagram, see if I can get that single, okay? we go, Purple Pants Posse, we're going to be singing that. They tried to call me a home wrecker. I turned into a whole checker. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Maybe me and Megan can get a song together. Okay. We Okay. Whew, okay. Maybe get it together, Bryce. Okay. Sorry. 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 Okay. Tried to call me a home wrecker, but I'm a whole checker. Okay. Yes. Add that to my profile. They tried to call me a home wrecker. I'm a whole checker. Boop. So anyway, sorry, it was a jam. The song she was singing sounded all right, though. But be honest, it sounded all right. I mean, it sounded all right. I mean, it sounded all right for life after lockup. You you got you know what I'm saying. So Michael, first of <laughs> so much to get into. So Michael leaves New York, flies to Texas to see Megan. Okay, where <laughs> where he get the money from? Okay, because we on quarantine and chilling. People getting laid off. Where Michael get the money to travel the country like this? So he sees Megan and basically he says to Megan he wanted to just talk to her face to face and let her know that he's in a relationship with Maria. Thank you for saying my name right, Bryce. Okay, Maria. Maria, Maria. Don't do not do that, Bryce, because I don't fight you like I tried to fight Sarah. So he essentially tells Megan he doesn't want to be with her. Megan's like, how you tell me you don't want to be with me just like a, a month ago that you love me? 
So that was really it. But shout out for them for, you know, putting Megan up there. Call me a home wrecker, but I'm a whole checker. So from Texas, Michael flies to Miami. I mean, he got to be a Diamond Club member on Delta or Spirit or Frontier. Because how you going from New York to Texas to Miami? So he meets up with Maria. And basically, Michael says that, you know, he's learned from his past and he's ready to be a changed man. And, you know, he wants to work it out with Maria and they are on the beach and he is, you know, holding hands. He's got sneakers on the sands and they're just living happily ever after. Um, and then we go pan to Sarah back in New York and Sarah's really upset. And this is another thing. Now, I might have missed this part, but Sarah basically was taking a pregnancy test to see whether or not she was pregnant because the last time she had said with Michael, I guess it might have been, uh, you know, but I guess they kind of leave that hanging for next season because obviously they're going to want to bring Megan, Maria, Michael and Sarah back so there's a question mark as to whether or not Sarah is pregnant Sarah is just upset that Michael didn't even come to see his daughters uh, before he left New York obviously if I was Michael I probably wouldn't come to see him either however you know the last scene of seeing Sarah so upset it really does make me have sympathy for Sarah but at the same time I just feel like if Sarah were to write an advice with Bryce I would definitely tell Sarah that she needs to focus on her children and co-parenting she should probably have a third party mediator somebody like her grandmother somebody like a friend that Michael can communicate to to speak to the kids so that way that if you are so concerned with Michael seeing these kids remove you out of it because obviously you are still in love with him you still want to bust it down Tatiana bust down Tatiana you ain't called me a home wrecker but I'm a whole checker okay but I, my heart really does kind of go out for Sarah because she just I, I mean I don't know it's just a lot it's just a lot so I mean that is that's that's it life after lockup but the the best part of the ending of this one uh, was they showed a preview for Love After Lockout. We got a new season coming. Now, it's not coming to the summer, so we're going to have to wait. But you already know the Purple Pants Podcast will be covering the new season of Life After Lockout. But it's sad to see Love After Lockout. Or no, y'all, I'm getting tongue-tied. A new season of Love After Lockout is coming this summer. But it was super fun to cover Life After Lockout. And thank you for Purple Pants Posse for rolling with me. Now, let's keep this menu rolling onto this segment I was telling y'all about. Stay insane while quarantine. And so I have a special segment that I came up with my good, 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 good girlfriend, Desi Williams from season 35, Heroes, Healers, Hustlers. So first of all, let's welcome her to the Purple Pants Podcast. Hey, boo. Did I get one more good than your good, good, good friend, Sarah or Dara? Because that's like my ultimate goal in life. So, I mean, girl, they, they might have two or three good goods on you. So, but we okay, work it up today. I'm going to let it slide. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Desi and I are here because, first of all, she's been on the Purple Pants podcast a couple of times. Uh, you know, she was back for our South Africa trip. You know, she broke down Love is Blind for us. So, I figured why not have one of my good, 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 oh, good, 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 That's good, right. Good, that's good, right. Good, 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 Keep good, them good. coming. Yes. My good, good girlfriend, Desi, come back. And so we oftentimes we talk on the phone, we FaceTime a lot, and we are, are so very honest with us. Um, and so we just kind of came up with the segment of how to stay sane while quarantined. 
And so, staying while quarantined. Okay. You know, Bryce can make up a word in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do me, girl. Don't do me. <laughs> but we really just wanted to like talk about like mental health and like, you know, it's real. And if we are quarantining and I live by myself, Desi lives by herself. And I know a lot of people mm-hmm. are used to being around and interacting with people and it might be driving us a little crazy. And so we just Whew. wanted to come up with some tips uh, for you guys while we are all quarantining together. Absolutely. Yeah. I I live by myself and I did not realize until I was quarantined how much of an extrovert I was. So this has been tough, but I've started to develop different ways to cope. So I thought this is the perfect opportunity to share that with y'all. Well, first tip I have rather is having regular family chat and group chats with your friends and not just like text messaging group chats because those drive me crazy, but like a FaceTime group chat. So yesterday I had two virtual happy hours. So they kind of ran into each other. I had a little bit too much to drink, finished a whole bottle of wine, but I had a great time just catching up with friends and family all over the country. I talked to my girlfriend in Arkansas, my girlfriend in New York, my girlfriend in Illinois, some friends in Virginia. And we often forget because we get so caught up in our social lives wherever we live to reconnect with family and friends who have been really dear friends for years and years and years. And I think this is the perfect opportunity to really tap back into that network because they care about you, not just what you can do for them, but they deeply care about you, your well-being, your family. And I think that's so important at this time that we really just take advantage of that. Definitely. Who have you been FaceTiming with, Bryce? So I, you know me, first time FaceTiming (laughs) is like a way of life for me. I, as soon as I wake up, I FaceTime people. As soon as, if I'm like, you know, brushing my teeth and I see something in my tooth, I'll FaceTime somebody. I'm like, is there something in my tooth? So I... (laughs) <laughs> you know and I am one of those FaceTimers where if I FaceTime you I want to see where you at flip the camera around let me see the background where, what's going on so I have a daily FaceTime with Barb um, I FaceTime with you I FaceTime with Dara I FaceTime with Sarah I FaceTime with Rodney let me tell you a cute little story so me and Rodney were watching uh, the movie Dolomite on Netflix I've been like begging oh yeah Rodney. yeah you put me on to that yes. yeah, I watched that too this weekend so I was telling Rodney to watch it and so he's like I'm not gonna watch I'm like no it's good I'm like I watch it with you so we were like watching it together on facetime and bitch we didn't fell asleep like we literally fell asleep on the phone and i woke up it was Y'all like cute. four I, it was four o'clock in the morning and i'm like oh i'm still and it's so weird because uh when i was talking to him today it was like although like i knew i was by myself it's still there was like some like comfort of knowing that someone was on the other end with me um and so i just encourage everyone to like reach out my friend jatia from season 28 her son turned two yesterday and they are planning a birthday party um and they canceled the party however they took the party to zoom we use zoom meetings at my work where it's like a video or conference chat and so she had like 45 people on her zoom meeting for her son's like birthday and so i just thought that that idea was so um, like it's these times that we have to be innovative and like just think of different ways that we can have connections with others while we're not there another absolutely also on that same tip though there's a new app called i don't know if it's new or not called house party have you heard of that where you can do a group facetime with your friends and play games with them so that's a game changer too that not only can y'all facetime but y'all can facetime and play these virtual games to really just keep things exciting and keep things spicy even though we can't you know do our regular scheduled program and be kind to the old folks that don't know how to use the technology like how we use it so you know sometimes i have to walk barb through how to facetime how to flip the camera show one to show me something and i'm just looking at her face i'm like flip the camera now i know my parents love to show me their chins and up their (laughs) nose (laughs) i'm like 
<laughs> change the angle, please, Janet. Please change the angle. The other day, I was on FaceTime with Barb, and I heard, like, John in the background. I'm like, what is he doing? And my mom was like, you know, he has these masks, like the painter masks, but something's better than others. And y'all know John with the gazebo. He, he mm-hmm. keeps everything in order. So he had eight of them, and he only could find four. And so he's scurrying around the house. And mind you, my mom is just sitting there drinking wine, like, I'm just letting him go crazy. And so I guess John went into the basement to look, and she was like, I've got the other four masks upstairs in the room, but I'm going to just let him go crazy and keep looking. I was like, Barb! Y'all going to leave my boy John alone, okay? Because he is just trying to do what's best for your girl, Barb. And y'all just Uh, giving him a hard time. Listen, so I think (laughs) another tip that I have is I think that it is okay for us to indulge in self-care while we are self-care while we Mm -hmm. is on this quarantine and chilling. So for me, I love facial masks. I did me a black charcoal peel mask the other day. And yesterday I did me a foot peel mask. What is a foot peel uh, mask? Girl, let me tell you, because one of my friends told me about it. So it's like, it, I'll, I'll like even send you the link where I'll send, I'll post a photo of it so you guys can see. So okay. it is one of these masks where it's like little, it's like a bag and you break it apart and then you, you have to wash your foot first and then you put your foot in the bags and then you like wrap the bags and you keep it on your foot for 30 minutes. And after that, you take it off, you wash your foot and then in like four to six days, your feet will start to peel. Like your whole Ooh, foot will peel. That sounds kind of nasty, Bryce. I mean, I, mean I cannot wait to peel my feet, but you peel all of that dead skin off and then you have like a nice new layer of like soft skin. Ooh, I guess now in quarantine is the time to do it. Because if you show up to a boy's house with some <laughs> peeling feet, oh, okay? No, no. Well, listen, it, I won't be, listen, it ain't no showing up to nobody's house not on this quarantine. Right now, not on quarantine, listen, not on quarantine. You got four to six weeks. I don't know how many days we're going to be We don't even but. know. But, and so, and I've I done myself little pedicures. I've been, you know, just self-care. Do Read the book that you've always wanted to read. Gardening your house. There's so much mm-hmm. stuff that you could be doing for yourself that we always are like, oh, I'm too busy. I got to work. I got to do this. I got to do that. Well, baby, now is the time that we have that we can do all of these things to treat ourselves good. Absolutely. Yeah, I've been doing a mask a day, too. Apparently, it's not working because I posted a selfie on Instagram yesterday. And my friend was like, you've been crying? <laughs> and I was like, uh, no, I guess this quarantine just getting the best of me. That so maybe I need a face, couple more masks. That just means your face is moisturized, boo. It's moisturized. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's it. It's just plumped. It's plumped <laughs> and voluptuous. Another thing I just wanted to put a quick plug is that if there's any healthcare workers who are on the front lines of this, like, COVID-19 fighting the epidemic, Headspace right now is offering a free membership for any healthcare workers who have an MPI number through the end of the year. So I've gotten on Headspace, and it's basically like a meditation app. Um, I've done it before. You can get a free 10-day trial for anybody who's not a healthcare worker. But I think it's important that we take that time to reflect, and Headspace is a great opportunity to to do that. Um, Or even just like looking up a guided meditation on YouTube. I think so many people are so anxious right now that whatever it takes to kind of bring you back down to baseline is really important. Yes, I love that. That's like, and first of all, to all, and when I, when we say the, what did you say? The the frontline workers, right? Healthcare and workers on the front line. Healthcare workers on the front line. However, I also want to extend that to the front line workers of the people that work at fast food restaurants, the mm-hmm. people that work at grocery, grocery stores, stores. you know, because I don't think that they're literally putting themselves at risk for minimum wage. And I just have to, I went to the grocery store, um, what was 
today, the other day, just because, mind you, I, I'm stocked up on, like, you know, I've got my meal preps and stuff, but what I run low on is snacks. You know, I, I like <laughs> the snacky snack. But mm-hmm. this, uh, the one young lady at my local grocery store, she was, like, doing such an ex, like, she just was so friendly, so kind. And I just, I act like I was at a bar. I just gave her a little tip. She was like, oh, here's your change. I was like, put that in your pocket, sis. Like, you know, because, it's not a lot, but it's just something that I could do that I it, it just I just felt like, you know, kudos to you for doing a great job in like keeping your spirits high. Absolutely, because um, they've got no protective equipment. Mm. They are really just out there. Right. So you have another tip for us, girl? My next tip is to really acknowledge your emotions. Mm. So I had a little breakdown earlier this week. I called my mama because I didn't realize how much human connection was important to me. But I called her about midway through this week talking about some, I haven't had a hug all week long. And she was like, girl, hush your mouth, hush your fuss. (laughs) But it was really real for me to just be like, I'm used to having physical touch with someone, hugging my friends, greeting someone. And we're not doing that anymore. We're not shaking hands. We're not even elbow pumping or elbow. What are they calling it now? Elbow tap. We're not doing that anymore. And that has really affected me. But I think it is important to acknowledge that like, these emotions are valid. I'm not crazy that I'm sad that I haven't had a hug, but there are other ways for me to get that same type of connection. And things like group FaceTime have been that for me, or really just connecting with people um, in a way that may not be physical, but can still touch my soul in the same type of way. Absolutely. And I even feel like, you know, tapping into my emotions of just like, you know, sometimes like, you know, being single and being alone. And I'm like on social media and I'm seeing all my friends quarantining and chilling with Day Bay. And I'm just like, by myself and I'm like well ugh. and so and it's important for me to acknowledge that but you know also for me to say well at this time I can use this time to work on myself use this time to uplift others because sometimes I feel like that is my gift to uplift others and I I wanted to send letters out because I am a proprietor of postal service like I love to send greeting cards I love to send things through the mail because I just always feel like it's such a surprise however given this time I'm like well maybe that's not the best thing because you know the virus can be trained like you know so what Mm -hmm. I started doing was like you know sending emails like you know and I'm Again, give people their roses while they're here. I just, you know, sent some random, like, I, like, went through my email, and I just, like, typed in the letter G and all the emails that came up that I had. I just sent little random little emails to people that, like, hey, it's Bryce. I know I haven't seen you since college, but I'm just thinking about you. Hope you and your family are safe. Just little notes like that to just try to, like, be a positive influence to someone else's life because it's just as important to uplift others because at this time, I what I think is that this shows us no matter our political differences no matter our you know sexual differences no matter our race differences it just shows you that in an instance we all bleed the same we all are humans and i think that Mm -hmm. if we uplift everyone if we uplift one person we are doing our job to uplift everyone so you know what they say a rising tide brings a makes the boat sails or something like that i don't know that saying but i'm refreshing my email over here i I don't see one yet but i'm gonna just in my inbox i said g (laughs) not d okay oh oh, my bad my bad i do have a good little text or not text email chain going on with a group of women where you send a positive message to some to 20 different women and then you copy two new emails on it. And it's just kind of like a chain of positive messages going around. So there's a lot of that happening out in the world that I don't think we would do otherwise if we weren't holed up in our homes. And so right. I do think it's important that you are spreading that joy and spreading that positivity in any way you can, be it someone you know or even a stranger. 
Absolutely. You know, smiling, you know, smiles go a long way. Keeping your social social distance can go a long way. And that kind of like segues into my next one, which is just making each day meaningful uh, while we are quarantined. Um, I think it's important. I always have like a routine. Um, I work from home a lot of the time. So it's always important for me to like write out. A, I can just from you writing out a list of things that I need to accomplish for that day um, yes. and then checking them off. And you will be surprised how rewarding, you know, being like, yes, I got the whole list done um because it just gives you a sense of accomplishment so i just think it's important for us to just make sure that every day is meaningful reaching out to your loved ones getting your work done accomplishing different goals setting doing projects that you've been saying you're gonna do forever well listen mm-hmm. look at look the, the now is the time to do it absolutely you know i love me a to-do list and <laughs> this is a perfect time for us everybody to marie condo their closets one of my good good girlfriends in connecticut she loves designer stuff. She cleaned out her closet and I got some new designer shoes from it. Uh, I got some leggings. I got a little workout outfit. And so this is a perfect time for you to clean out your closet and then maybe be a blessing to someone else. She, like, I'm not going to pay the kind of money she pays for her clothes, mm. but she knows that I love nice things. So when she cleans out her closet, I'm always one of the first people for her to reach out to to see if I want anything. And girl, maybe she, she, she maybe she should be clothes. a good, 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 good girlfriend. Because if she giving out designer things, listen, add me to that email chain, <laughs> Destiny. <laughs> okay. Okay, what size shoe you wear? She's listen, a 10. I, okay, listen, a 10 is like a, a men's, a, a 10, a woman's like 10 is like a, half, a, or uh, a 7 and a half, something like that. No, I think a women's 10 is like a men's 11, 12. Or, okay, may, okay. It's the corona. So. The it's the it's the quarantine that she'll get to me. Never mind. But listen, right, right, right. I, I could do a scarf or, or something. I love a yeah, good scarf. Each. Yeah, she be she has the good stuff. <laughs> what's the, so this what's is a perfect time tip? to be a blessing. Yes, so going sure. on to my next tip, which is to give yourself permission to laugh. And I have to say that right now during the coronavirus, the internet has been gold. <laughs> There are so many good memes, so many good videos, so many good gifts right now. GIFs, gifts, I don't know how you say it, on Instagram. Right Challenges. now, my challenge, oh, whoosh, I'm so tired of doing push-ups. Well, but, listen, ooh, okay, go ahead, because, ooh, all right, ooh, 10, I'm 9, 8. So, right, I'm 10, still waiting 9, for your push-ups, Bryce, because, so don't listen, even. Listen, child, listen, I, listen, you, Rodney, my cousins, they've been taking me in this push-up child. Listen, I'm on quarantine and chill, and listen, make each day meaningful, and my meaningful <laughs> day is for me to listen. Enjoy a snack. No, you can do 10 down. push-ups and enjoy a snack. I'm just saying I'm tired of push-ups personally. But one of my favorites right now, there is a remix on the Isley Brothers Contagious. I think I sent that to you earlier this week. If you haven't seen that, I'm going to post it to my Instagram on Tuesday when this comes out because it's the best thing I've seen on the Internet all year long do you have a favorite video right now yeah well my (laughs) baby the man says shut up why a healthy man (laughs) is talking (laughs) and that took me all took me all the way out (laughs) so what has been giving me my life is these challenges you know they have the megan the stallion has a song off her new ep sugar called savage because i'm a savage Ratchet, bougie, classy. I want to learn that dance so bad. I be trying to. So I, um, my uh, Alexis from my season, Kagiyan, she's supposed to be. We supposed to be going on Instagram live. She's gonna teach me how to do it on Instagram live. So I could try to get. I want to do little some little. So maybe that in in lieu of me not doing the ten pushups, maybe I can get my cardio in by doing the Savage Challenge. Okay, I ain't mad at that. I ain't mad at that. Actually, Allie from my season made a TikTok with some of her nieces and nephews. That's the cutest thing ever. It's the 
What is it? Flip the switch challenge? Oh, yeah. I just did it. <laughs> Hey, hey. Yes, okay, I don't know the words though. Yes, Allie from Cali. I don't know the words either. Al- yes, Allie from Cali did a little challenge with her nieces and nephews. And when she flips the switch, she's like has her hair plaited in these two little braids. She's wearing this tiny little hoodie sweatshirt that her n- niece was wearing. It's just the cutest thing and it's hilarious. And I love to see people like spending time with yes. their family in ways that maybe are engaging social media, but also spending quality time. And I thought it was a perfect example of that. Absolutely. And I am one that I I express myself through laughter. I make a joke out of everything because that, for me, is a coping mechanism for myself. Like, you know, younger, mm-hmm. I used to get teased a lot. And so when I would get teased, I always would try to like, well, if I can make them laugh, they won't tease me. And so that's mm-hmm. just like maybe why people think I'm so funny because I don't really think I'm that funny I'm just like I'm just living my life but I just you know try to you know instead of calling it Corona Rona girl Rona get on out of here you ain't welcome in this house Rona here like my mom said if you don't pay no bills here you ain't welcome here Rona (laughs) so (laughs) I think that you know it is a serious subject but sometimes we just have to allow ourselves to laugh and to just enjoy the moment which is the only way we'll make it through yeah okay and which brings me to my next tip is that we need to limit our news and media updates like yes it's a serious subject but locking the news on every day and watching every day and looking at the numbers go up that ain't going to do nothing but send your blood pressure up have you more anxious and like it's it's we know what's going on we we are quarantined in our house we are chilling you it's okay to get an update every day but to be watching the news all day every day and at this point in time it's like nothing but like not great news and we need to have our spirits up so i'm not saying don't get your news information but you don't need to be glued to the tv watching the news and reading all of these things like there's other things that we can focus on as our personal well-being which is why desi and i thought this would be a great idea to bring this to the purple pants posse because we know what's going on we're gonna get our updates but just try not to just lock yourself be one of those people like my mom and john that all they do is just flip through the news channels to get like mm-mm, like take a breather like it's all we, we know what's going on we gonna be all right and i am a huge proponent for like not focusing on things that are outside of your realm of control so what you can control i'm a huge you like Mm. to say proprietor i'm not sure if that's the right word (laughs) not sure that's the correct use of the word on this podcast (laughs) is what you're not going to okay but i'm gonna say it because i'm on the purple pants podcast i'm a huge (laughs) proprietor of not Ah! spending too much time on something that is out of your realm of control and so all that we can control is our exposure we can control going out into the world we can control our our social gatherings we can try to you know self-quarantine but we can't control how many people are getting tested we can't control how many people are testing positive so you do have to to some extent stay informed but let all that mess go so the other thing that i think is huge is to get fresh air when you can so working in the healthcare industry i have seen people who are like stuck in a skilled nursing facility like stuck in a nursing home or just stuck somewhere where they don't have exposure to the outside People literally go crazy and it happens quickly. It happens in a matter of days. And so it's so important during this time that you're still taking the time to go out and see the sunlight. Like, yeah, maybe you're not going to a bar and maybe you're not congregating with friends, but you can still take a walk around the block. You can still take a short run around your community. And I think it's so important for us to see the sunlight and feel the sunlight and get that exposure and realize that like, even though we're not able to go on our vacations, even though we're not able to do our normal activities, 
that we are still going day by day. The world is still turning. Things are still happening and there is still good out there in the world. I have to admit that I have been, you know, indulging more in the snacks and watching TV and I haven't really been taking my personal health to the best. Um, mm-hmm. So my plan is this week is I want to get out um, and the trails, um, they're actually going to be shutting the city of Philadelphia down starting Monday uh, where like a mandatory like staying in shelter um, but you can still go out and do physical activities in limited groups and so I'm going to go to my running trails which are my running trails that I run on are, are pretty secluded so I really want to just like encourage myself and encourage anyone else to just get out and you know we are quarantined but you know you can get out by yourself and get some fresh air get that vitamin D I mean is it vitamin D from the sun it's vitamin D you got it Oh, yeah, child. I need some other. Never mind. But, um, <laughs> you know, just get out there and, you know, get some fresh air. And so yes. one of the, the last couple of notes that I have are what well, two of them um, that I kind of like merged together was just like also help others. You know, I talked about this on the last podcast. I see y'all out here hoarding the toilet paper, hoarding all this. Mm-hmm. Think about mm-hmm. other people, the elderly that live alone, like Desi said, that are in the ex- the the assisted living facilities that can't get out, that can't do the things that we have been blessed in our lives that we are able to do. So if you see something that you can maybe assist and help, don't be scared to help others because again, a rising tide raises all the ships. And if that we can help one another, then we all are in a better place. And then my last little tip that I have is that I just think about your future. Like think about the goals that we are setting and how we can still accomplish them. This is just a blip that we are going through and that there is still going to be a tomorrow and that we still have goals and aspirations that we choose to strive for and I think that it's important for us to continue to strive for us I think a lot of us are just stuck in the now and Mm -hmm. that we'll get stuck in that place and that's how that anxiety that's how that pressure that's how all of this builds but if you think about the future and you set these goals you are going to be put yourself in a better space to come out of this on top and so I just hope that that can encourage I can't even talk I hope that can encourage someone to just think about the future think about helping others think about moving forward instead of just staying in this place because it's so easy to get stuck trust i know absolutely and think about the fact that this may be a blessing in disguise a lot of us have a lot of ideas in our heads i have my own entrepreneurial pursuits that i've been putting on the back burner because i don't have the time but guess what y'all you have the time right now to set your sights on whatever your goals are, to really focus time on building a website or building a brand or working on your own entrepreneurial pursuits. So maybe this is a blessing in disguise and you just have to shift your focus and reshift the way that you're thinking of this whole situation. Uh, like I couldn't have said it better. Now, I also have another question because you know what this Corona, this you know what this Rona been doing a lot, Desi? This Rona been giving a lot of people a lot of Corona courage, okay? Child. People have been sliding into them DMs. I heard that the the I heard that the 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 tenders and the the okay cupids they've been popping off. Oh, people been sliding in them DMs. You got any uh Rona courage stories you want to share? Oh, with I the got a couple before? Rona oh. courage. I got about thirty three unread messages Ooh. right now. Rona courage that <laughs> I just simply don't know how to respond to. But you know what? I'm not mad at it. Somebody posted something along the lines of like maybe Love Is Blind was just setting us up for this coronavirus because it is the perfect <laughs> opportunity. We should not be engaging physically with these people across the internet. But if you do choose one person, check the temperature at the door. You know what I'm saying? But this is a perfect time to like, (laughs) I'm just saying, you know, you could, I mean, the group chats is fine, but you also could do a little personal, you know, little FaceTime, little name. I mean, you could do, yeah, there's a a lot of options right now in 2020. (laughs) 
<laughs> to get to know someone without necessarily engaging with them physically so that you're not passing the transmission of the disease of COVID-19 or anything else. But yes, I've been having people slide into my DMs and I think this is a good time too. You know what I mean? You might as well shoot your shot. We're all thinking about the what ifs and the what will be and having hopes for the future. So if you want to shoot your shot, now is the time. Okay. I've been helping some of my girlfriends set up, you know, what to say in some DMs. So can you read maybe one of your Corona Courage stories you got, girl, or or give us the gist of what some some of that Rona Courage sound like? Let me see. One of my favorites. I think I might have sent this to you. And, and before you read that, I just want to let y'all know my DMs are open to Rona Courage. Okay. I'm just saying. Okay. Well, check your other inbox. They might be in there. Oh, well, true. True. <laughs> so this is from a Survivor fan. I will not say his name, but the message reads, Desi, you're great. You were one of my favorite Survivor contestants ever. I hope you and your crew around you are staying safe and are good. Well, I believe that shoot or shoot. So, if the coronavirus doesn't take you out, can I? Question mark. <laughs> you know, and I ain't mad at brother, okay? Because that's that's a good, solid little intro. He gave me a compliment. He said something nice. He ain't say nothing nasty, and he just wants to take your girl out. So I love it. Well, listen. Hopefully, after we get over this, you you may you might oblige or you might not. But we will see what the future holds. One thing's for certain, two things for sure. I am glad that you are in my life. I'm glad that you're my friend. And I'm glad that we could share some of our tips of how to stay sane while quarantined. And before you go, Desi, just let the Purple Pants Posse know where they can follow you at on the Instagram. On the Instagram, I'm at Desi J. Williams, D-E-S-I-J Williams on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Although I'm not really too active on the Twitter but maybe you should use this time to get on. Listen, you like to laugh. The, the, the Twitters, be, they be rolling. Oh, no. Twitter is a lot. It's a <laughs> well, lot. Listen, think about it. But thank you so much for coming on and sharing the tips with us. I greatly appreciate it. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Now, on to one of my favorite parts of the podcast is the Purple Pants Picks. You pick, I say, call me a whole wrecker. I'm a whole checker. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I am sorry. Purple Pants Fix. So, we got CJ262006 writes, what have you stocked up on? Well, to be quite honest, I haven't really stocked up on much because you guys know that I meal prep. And the last time I meal prepped, I probably meal prepped for like three months. And then I kind of like stopped using my meal preps and then kind of started like eating out. So, I have meal preps in my freezer. So, I'm good on that. So, what I've really been stocking up on is mostly like juices like zero calorie juices just because i try to drink a lot of water but sometimes water gets a little old and if i'm not drinking my tito's i like some zero calorie waters i've stocked up on popcorn so to be honest this this probably ain't the most helpful for y'all but i just stocked up on my junk food to be honest because i have like my healthy lifestyle uh food that i'm pretty good for a while on so i really just wanted to just stock up on like you know stuff i could snack up on night at night I'm a Twizzler lover. I don't know if you guys have ever seen like the sour Twizzlers. It's like the red and yellow and it's like the strawberry cherry lemon sour. Ooh, if you ever see the like, it's like red and yellow Um, Twizzlers. They like the sour ones. Ooh, they're so good. Um, But I stocked up on some eggs and for listen, I have been obsessed with making eggs so you know uh housewives in new york uh what's that name the countess countess luan you know uh eggs uh, a la la oh, i'm not even saying it right eggs a la francais a la francais am i saying it right hold on wait let me get uh 
Countess Luann on the line. Countess, how you say the eggs? Because I'm not sure. Oh, eggs a la Frances. Now... Okay, thank you, boo. So I've just been dibbling and dabbling on making eggs different ways. Making uh, a minute egg, poached egg, egg a la Francais, scrambled egg, fried egg, boiled eggs. i just been like experimenting every day and I am in love with it. So I, I bought a lot of eggs. Um, I've got some fresh fruit. I've got some kiwis. Um, I had to stock up on shrimp for my turtle Kimmy because she just worked woke up from hibernation and she is craving some meat so i've been you know so just little odds and ends i I try to stay pretty stocked up already so just little sweet stuff sweet stuff eggs and shrimp is really cj what i got um then we've got jordy 09 writes first place outside of the country you want to go once everything gets back to normal so i actually had a trip planned to costa rica um this june for my friend's birthday so as of now we have postponed it so the second things get back to normal i'm on the first thing smoking to costa rica i want to get in the hot springs because you know baby boy loves you know my pisces so i love to be in the water i love to be you know so i just you know i want to get to be in the jungle there's so much about costa rica i've never been to costa rica so i've always wanted to go so that's kind of sort of like you know my plan and we were going to hold out for his birthday uh but we just feel like how everything is now it's probably just smart to just get our money back um and was able to get my voucher or i I bought the the plane ticket on points, so I just got my points back. It was a little bit of a hassle, but got them back. Um, and then, yeah, so that's the first place I want to go. Um, it's Costa Rica. I need to get somebody somewhere warm and, and some hot water. Um, we have Clover Cat writes, when you get voted off of Survivor before the merge, where do you go? Well, girl, I don't know. I never get voted off Survivor, so I wouldn't know that Clover Cat. Um, psych no. So what happens is Clover Cat, when you get voted out of Survivor before the merge, girl, you go to Edge of Extinction. Duh. Psych uh well prior to Edge of Extinction. We will go back to Ponderosa. Um and so Ponderosa different seasons different places um but it's basically like a hotel and you know you just you just kick it um it's amazing you know you you have chefs there um you know there's like breakfast lunch and dinner and then in the in in between time you can get order whatever you want there's a, a bar there that's 24 hours maybe not 24 hours but maybe from like 8 a.m. to like 2 a.m. Um, so yeah, just chilling. Um, and then after that, after we have the last member of the the non-jury, then we leave to go on a trip because they don't want the non-jury members and the jury members to be together because they try to like keep the storyline um tr- as close knit as possible. Um, so then we go on a trip. Each place is different trips. My season, we actually went to the Philippines. Um, so. My my season filmed in the Philippines and we went to Thailand and in Thailand we went to like Chiang Mai, we were in Bangkok and we went to Phuket and which was all an amazing trip. So you go on a, a like a world class trip uh, all on the dime of CBS. So it's great. Um, sometimes it's like, you know, you just want to get back home. I rather, you know, it was a great trip uh, at the time. I did not enjoy it as much just because I was on a trip with people I didn't really want to be with. You know, like, I'd rather be on a trip with, like, you know, my good, good girlfriend, Zara, Sarah, Desi, you know, just people I I, I would want to be with, not people you're kind of, like, forced to be stuck with. And then there's, like, rules and things. But anyway, nevertheless, it's a great trip. So that's what you do. You go back to Ponderosa if there's not an edge of extinction. And then after the last member of the jewelry is there, you go on a trip. So it's pretty fun. 
Um, then Australian Ashley writes, what is your daily quarantine run routine look like? Well, Ashley, I have to be probably honest with you. In the last week and a half, maybe is it? No, it hasn't been a week and a half. I've not gone for any run. I just I don't know it's just this quarantine life really been getting to me and I every day I put on my little uh I have a board of like the things that I write that I'm like want to get accomplished today and every day I put it on there but I'm just like okay the next day 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 and I never really seem to get to go for a run and then of course today I wanted to go running and it's raining and I shouldn't let that stop me but I um I gotta get ahead of this quarantine life I really have to get out for some fresh air because I know it would do me good but I mean generally my schedule will be like I would generally genuinely try to run every other day uh, for different uh, distances so I try to do like maybe one long distance a week so that's anywhere between like I would say six and like maybe like nine miles and then in between I would do short intervals of like maybe two mile runs four mile runs stuff like that little stuff like that like incline runs where I like run straight up a hill and then I walk down run straight up a hill do that for like an hour things like that so but thank you for writing that on the purple pants picks because it really motivates me tomorrow that if it is not raining during this quarantine i'm going to get out for a runch y'all know what a runch is a runch is a lunch runch so all right next purple pants picks we have from everlasting he writes mental health for college students so i'm not sure what you're asking uh everlasting but i definitely think that's college students just like anyone else have mental health issues and you know mental health is real especially with all of the cramming for studying for studying um you know people being away from home new environments peer pressure um i know that like when i went to school at temple university we had a whole mental health like wing that i never even took advantage of that there are counselors that there are support systems that a lot of people don't know or don't readily use at their university so i always just encourage anybody that um and when i used to work for the the suicide hotline i used to get so many kids that will call um you know talking about like suicide or talking about depression and i will always ask them like you know did you ever go to like your school's research center resource center and they're like i didn't, I don't think my school has one and then a lot of the times they would be like very like cons- inconspicuous about they didn't want to like tell us what school because obviously like we have a duty to act that if we feel that if someone is um and in like at risk like we would need to contact the police department and try to like but so i always would just be honest with my people and i'm just like i just want to know your school because i just want to look up your research center resource center for you because every university every college they all have it and they are actually really really good and for free because you pay all that tuition um so there are just definitely a lot of things that people don't take advantage of so i you know that's just kind of what i would say for my purple pants picks well that's going to conclude this week's purple pants picks you guys know every friday and saturday i will post to my instagram or the purple pants podcast instagram you know asking topics so you guys can top ask topics anything from food from running pop culture from home records to whole checkers anything you need i got you covered all right so we're gonna move right along into advice with bryce Hi, Bryce. I have a question for advice with Bryce, but I would like to remain anonymous. I have a girl who I really want to X out, and we've been clicking and have great chemistry, but no with the coronavirus. I'm afraid to X her out because there's nowhere to go. We have the social distance thing going on. Should I still X her out or should I wait till after the virus? And if I do, what are some good virus date ideas? Well, that is right on time. So I think 
if you are guys are clicking and vibing still x her out you we just have to think outside of the box you can still go on dates while we are social distancing why don't you ask go on a social distancing lunch like you know you make a lunch she make a lunch you get on facetime y'all eat lunch together you can talk you can you know facetime google hangout you can zoom meet and i think that's like the best idea i think sometimes in this society we rush to date and we rush to be with people too fast, too soon. And we don't really know the person. So I feel like, again, another positive side of this pandemic that we're going, because, again, you know, my uh, bottle is always half full and not half empty. It gives us a chance to really check in with people and it really gives you a chance to know someone. And what better time than actually like to physically meet is to like virtually meet. And that way you can kind of get to know each other. You can figure out what you guys like, what you don't like, whether or not maybe she is the girl for you. Maybe she isn't the girl for you. So I think that if you go on virtual dates, uh, you know, over the weekend, there was a DJ, DJ Nice on Instagram hosted the first ever like Instagram quarantine party and that thing was jumping um and you know you can do things like that like you know we just have to think outside of the box you guys can really get to know each other via text and just spend time and so I think what better time than now and this could legitimately be the girl of your dream so no I say go for it do it ask her literally and I think it would be so cute because she would even know what to do if you ask her on a uh, a virtual date uh, or a virtual dinner and like you know you set a time 8 30 and you can even like pick out a menu and tell her like what you're making and then she can tell you what she's making and then you guys get on facetime and like kind of eat together talk play music and just like any other regular date i just think that a lot of the times we just forget how to use our mind and are creative we can be so creative and it really could spark the interest of someone you could go think so far out of the box that she'd be like oh my god you are such a creative person i just love you so don't let coronavirus or this pandemic or don't let rona stop you from dating if you guys have been clicking and vibing listen there are so many game apps that you can download that you guys can play together on the phone. That way you guys are playing games. You know, uh, Netflix just launched that new Netflix together that you guys can watch movies together. So there are the the number of things that you can do are infinite. So don't use this as a barrier. Use this as something that you can really get close and get to know this young lady that you guys are, that you're courting. And yes, so yes, come on, go on that uh, virtual date. Do a little dinner date. Get all dressed up. You know, make some steak and eggs. Make some egg, eggs all la francais. Okay? So, yes. So, so, that's my advice to you. Hope that helps. And if anyone needs some advice during this time about anything, I'm always here for you. You can email me at purplepantspodcast at gmail.com and your baby boy got you. But, again, thank you so much for all of the advices with Bryce. I love them. And, I, you know, it forces me to think. And, yes, we are a village here, the Purple Pants Posse. I love it. But in this time of need, you know, we always need a little uplifting. So what better time than to have Barb's message? So without further ado, my mother, she ain't a home wrecker, ain't a whole checker, but she about to give you some Barb's message. Hi there. This is Miss Barb, and I am here once again to share with you a few words. Hard times are often blessings in disguise. Let go and let life strengthen you. No matter how much it hurts, hold your head up and keep going. This is an important lesson to remember when you're having a rough day, a bad month, or a crappy year. Truth be told, sometimes the hardest lessons to learn are the ones your spirit needs most. 
Your past was never a mistake if you learn from it. So take all the crazy experiences and lessons and place them in a box labeled thank you. Love you. And that's this week's Barb's message. Thanks, Mom. And yes, if you like the message, let us know. Tweet me, send me a message. Because like I said before, I always send all of the message rights to my mom. And she just loves them. Um, But keeping it moving, freak of the week. Baby. So while I was on quarantine and show this weekend, you know, I didn't really have much to do. So maybe it was about, I'd say... I don't know, 11 o'clock Saturday night, and I turned on Netflix, and I seen this new movie pop up, uh, Tiger King. And I said, let, 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 let me just watch this, baby. Let me just say, I was up till 6 in the morning finishing Tiger King. Um, y'all need to watch it. If you've not watched Tiger King, you need to watch Tiger King. Um, and so, without further ado, the freak of the week has to go to Joe Exotic for more than one reason for the mullet that he wears for them bright colored shirts that he wears okay for all of the boyfriends and husbands that he has that aren't gay but they are with him for 14 it's just listen joe exotic is cray 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 so i am telling y'all y'all need to watch key or tiger king it's so good i might have to do something special for y'all but i don't know if i could just say it right now Ooh. I don't know. I don't know. Somebody tweeted an idea, and I think <laughs> the idea will come to fruition. But yes, Joe Exotic is the freak of the week, baby boy. Whoo! Just so you know, Joe Exotic is behind bars right now. But watch Tiger King to figure out why. And that is going to conclude this week's Purple Pants podcast. As always, thank you so much for your support. I greatly appreciate it. Please make sure you guys are staying home. Check on your family members. Check on your single people like me that live alone that are quarantining check on you know just your friends reach out to people that you haven't reached out to in a while make sure you guys are quarantining and chilling make sure you got your toilet paper okay and i will see you next week you already know it's a it's a it's a it's the purple pants it's the purple pants it's the purple pants podcast you better get your headphones and listen up quick it's the purple pants podcast you better listen in public might make your stomach hurt it's the purple pants She's trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. She's trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants.